This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Oh, si, senor. I'm surrounded by old pizza and cookies from last night's election night party. I'm going to eat it all. In my opinion, pizza just gets better with age. Today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. A new era in American politics. Oh, give me a break. Which will remind you a great deal of the old era in American politics. Wow. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, You know what my general manager is? How far left? How far left will the renewed blue leadership, the bluer than ever leadership of the blue states of the West Coast, go? And, and what what results will that uh, yield? In terms of their own state policies? Or? Well, right, right. And, you know, in particular, California being, what, an eighth of the population of the United States or a sixth, whatever it is, um, there are some policies that are starkly in contrast to federal policy. And that battle, the Newsom-Trump battle, uh, Gavin won, in case you're just waking up. Slipped the by. Newsom-Trump battle. Yeah, Oh, yeah, he squeaked by. John Cox made a hell of a run, almost came within 20 points. Or what was it, 19 points? It doesn't matter, it was an ass kick. About 20. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. the uh, Newsom v. Trump battle over the next goodness knows how many years will be something to watch. There are some Trump tweets this morning that are pretty damned interesting. Oh, I hope they're uh, friendly and accommodating. Um, That's what I'm rooting for. N- Nancy Pelosi has stated we are uh, not going to try to impeach the president. And those of you who want us to, it ain't going to happen. Nancy Pelosi got that out there right away. We can talk about that later. Um, but, uh, yeah. Hanson, you were here last night for election night. This pizza. So how old is the pizza? Can you give me give me fingers since you don't have a microphone? <laughs> Five hours? That's not that old. Well, it's got to be older than that. Unless it no. came at three in the morning. Yeah, It'll be uh, fine. Yeah, what's your mind? Sure. sure. I saw, somebody tweeted pictures of that pizza at like 7 o'clock last that's night. That's fine. It's, it's solidly 12 hours old. It's less than 12 hours old. That's a perfectly good pizza. It's sure. entering into its prime zone. <laughs> exactly. If you like, it's if you really, like exactly. It's really right. entered its prime, right. in my opinion. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our uh, board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi this morning, Michael. I'm okay. Uh, unfortunately, California voters, they killed part of my childhood. Uh, daylight savings time. It appears that it may be over. Part of my childhood. And I just, you know, uh, I just remember my parents waking me up Saturday nights, you know, at one thirty in the morning so I could change that clock at 2 a.m. It's a big thing in your house. It's a big thing in my house. It's an odd tradition. <laughs> anyway. Well, and, and leaping forward and falling back was the only exercise you get, so that's I, a shame. Yeah, I'm just sad. My teenage years are gone. May... 
<laughs> uh, yeah, California did uh, vote to allow that to happen. Now the legislature has to decide whether they want to. But yeah, that that and get something. federal approval. Um, there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Was very interested to read about Amendment 4 in Florida passing, which uh, restored the voting rights to more than 1 million previously convicted felons. 1.4 million, to be exact. And uh, as a a kind of every election midterm, really close battleground state, having a million plus people who could now vote that sure. couldn't do it in the past 5 10 20 like that's that seems like a game changer. Yeah, that's a very good point, Sean. The governor's race was razor thin. The the uh, Senate race is still too close to call. That state is amazingly evenly divided, right? Year after year and now they just added a million people to the rolls that uh, I don't know, at least potentially. Do you think would felons tend to vote uh, one way or another? Uh, they are uh, overwhelmingly black, and black people overwhelmingly vote Democrat. Could be. So it's possible. Yeah, uh, to what extent they will indeed register and vote remains to be seen. Good point. There's uh, Marshall. Florida was only uh, one of three states where you permanently lose your right to vote, by the way. In most other states, once you pay your debt to society, you get back on the rolls. Mm. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. Marshall, you know what I want out of you, among other things? What's that? I want turnout. I want to know what the turnout was. Turn I want to hear some turnout numbers when they start coming in. Okay. I think I already got them for you, but I'll wait till we uh, do the news at the bottom. Cool. Anyway, I did take Squawky, Armstrong, and Getty's noble eagle of freedom with me when I voted yesterday, and I got to you. took tell a you. bald eagle to the polling yeah, place. Cool. Yeah, he had a great time. He is still cracking up about it. <laughs> There he was, squawky on his leash, wearing his Uncle Sam hat. He had the arrows in one talon, the olive branch in another. I, I tell you, it was quite a sight. We had fun for one and all, a good chance to get him out of the compound and out with the folks. Yeah. Uh, squawky was uh, squawky was a uh, big hit, and again, still laughing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we, oh, yes, we oh good. There's, there's that, that tape again. Yeah, I think this bit's gone on. So here's, here's Donald, one of Donald hey. Trump's uh, tweets for you this morning. Yes. If the Democrats think they're going to waste taxpayer money investigating us at the House level, then we will likewise be forced to consider investigating them for all the leaks of classified information and much else at the Senate level. Two can play that game. Oh! So Trump has thrown down a challenge first thing in the morning. I'm not sure that's a great idea. But there you go. I think he feels threatened by somebody who fake tans as much as he does. <laughs> I don't know where this is going to go. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, November 7th, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin the new era in American politics. Precisely according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. The 2018 elections are in the books. The Democrats control the House. The Republicans control the Senate. That can only mean one thing. Our country is still divided as f- There you go. There you go. What are other headlines? We're going to lucky, but we'll be fine. We'll be Yesterday's fine. midterms was it a blue wave or a ripple. President Trump now dubbed the magic man and the I voted sticker scandal coming up. Oh, we got our motto of the day. We got a play from you that comes uh, to us from uh, from from Beto down in Texas. Our oh, motto yes. of the day. We'll have that for you coming up. How's mailbag look? Oh, it's it's fine. People are reacting, as you might expect, to last night's events. Yeah, we have our commentary. I can't believe Trump jumped into a challenge. Don't investigate me or we'll investigate you. That's not going to calm Adam Schiff down. Good. He's counting on that. 
You think? He's trying to whip them up. You think so? Heck yeah! They spend the next two years doing nothing but investigating instead of legislating. 2020's a breeze. Hmm, interesting. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Good work by the team. We've been here since uh, five this morning, and I just well, you know, Beto down in Texas. See the way he said it. I'm so f-ing proud of you guys. That's absolutely right. Wow, agreed, Beto. Which, of course, aired unbleeped on all the cable news channels who are in love with Beto, so they're uh-huh. happy to run his speech. But, you know, well, I understand he used to be one of those punk rockers. He's a guy who understands that word is kind of like saying hell and damn 40 years ago. Yeah. For most people. So, so darned. Yeah. 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 I'm so f-ing proud of you guys. Oh, right back at you, Beto. <laughs> yeah, his career's not over. Oh, no. Losing to Ted Cruz. No, indeed. Barely losing and to barely Ted. losing in in Texas. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Hey, do you think this is a start of politicians now being over the top because he drops the f bomb? So you're going to see more and more of them go. Well, I got to compete with this, so I got to do something like probably this. MF bombs. It's the only way to you know cap an f bomb to me. <laughs> you start going, MFers, I love you. You know that sort of thing. When the c bombs start getting thrown around, oh that's wait a minute, nobody needs that. Yeah, mailbag. There's I an bomb for you there. <laughs> I don't need those at all. So, Pope Reeve comments here. Uh, hey, guys, notice Ga- uh, New- uh, Gavin Newsom's wife gave some of her speech in Spanish. Oh, I didn't catch that. I'm not surprised. Yay! Multilingual states and countries. Great idea. Always works out. There's a, an ad- abduction of 80 teachers and students in the English-speaking section of Cameroon. Because the English-speaking section is wanting to split off from the French-speaking section because language is culture, and those divisions generally become more than cosmetic divisions. They become serious, angry political divisions. So great, let's keep encouraging that. Yay! Are we 20 minutes into the show and we haven't mentioned, just in case you don't know, that the Dems took the House and the Republicans gained seats in the Senate? Yeah, it's so I'm proud of you guys. Right. It's, uh, yes, the uh, Democrats have a very slim majority in the House now, and the uh, Republicans actually added a handful of seats. Not clear how many because there are a bunch of races that are too close to call, but the uh, Republicans clearly have held on to the Senate. And to me, I think it's an unbiased statement that that is a tremendous result for Donald Trump, for any president, That's for, their, biased. for their party to maintain that much power. In the midterm after they got elected. You look at it historically, it's just true. Here's, here's a completely unbiased way to put it. Last night's midterm was the least damage done to the party of a sitting president in a midterm in, in many, many years. In modern history. Yeah. 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 If Trump is so bad for democracy, writes Timothy, then why are we seeing record numbers of people voting? Yeah, that whole is democracy threatened load of crap. I just God, I've I've rolled my eyes so many times lately. I think I can see into my brain. Uh, the uh, the Atlantic <laughs> How's it looking there. The Atlantic not good, not good. The Atlantic Monthly devoted an entire issue to is democracy dying. 
Oh, shut up. Well, and how about, to me, also, the, the story is after two years of nonstop stories from every TV um, uh, show and publication that exists that matters in the country, talking about Trump is the new Hitler, he got the, the slightest rebuke of any president in modern history. Right. How is that not a, the headline? I don't think it's deniable at all that the Democratic Party and the entirety with a very few exceptions, of American media have been fighting for last night for the last two-plus years. And their victory was uh, was a small one indeed. But where it goes from here, nobody knows. Uh, so Prop 6 didn't pass in California. That was the, uh, the rescinding of the gas tax. And it was purposely misrepresented in the title and description. Do you yep. think there will be legal measures taken now that the voting is over? I think it's possible if uh, they can find somebody good to luck with pay that. for it. Um, uh, that's James in beautiful Lodi, California, a great uh, wine-growing, grape-growing region, referenced, of course, in the Creedence Clearwater Classic. He signs off K-Y-Y-T-T-M-A-O, keep yada, yada, yadaing. this tires my ass out. That's James. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm, I'm not a, uh, we're all tribal, you can't help it, you are as a human being. Sure, you root for your side. But I don't think I'm a partisan, and part of it is... So the Democrats had full control of Washington, D.C. and didn't deal with immigration or deal with entitlement reform. Now the Republicans went through a only two-year period, but two-year period of having complete control, and mm-hmm. they didn't deal with the immigration thing. Correct. Or the entitlement thing. Correct. So it's hard for me to get too excited. A&G writes, Mike. Trump will make lemonade out of lemons. With the demos taking the House, Nancy Pelosi and Olivia Ocasio-Cortez, that's Xi Guevara, will be the faces of the Democratic Party. A Speaker of the House appearing somewhat in stages, uh, various stages of dementia and an adolescent airhead barista from the Big Apple. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, it, that's one take, Mike. It remains to be seen what the face of the Democratic Party is going to be. I would have told you a year ago it was going to be Kamala Harris... You know, the, the younger crowd, mm-hmm. the, the new guard. Now it's it's looking like it's going to be Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden. And, you know, the old guard gets another run. Nancy, really? Nancy said the other day, I'm a transitional figure right now. Did she mean that? That's that's a great question. That would be a great dodge to get herself in. And once she's in, she is good at her job. She will keep that gig if she wants it. On the other hand, if she meant it sincerely, then we will start seeing that new leadership emerge. Uh, but more on that to come. She could be wily enough and smart enough. She is both. Oh, yeah. To decide, you know, I'm about to lose the ability to to, to hang on to this. I better hand pick somebody mm-hmm. and transition into them. Right. And infuse uh, my evil old blood into their young veins. When you get to be that age, you're about to transition from. Uh, <laughs> Above to below, if you know well, what I'm the saying. Same, the same transition victorious candidate Dennis Hoff made in Nevada. Oh, that's right. we got to mention that. The at, dead pimp vote. we got to mention that at least once an hour. Dennis Hoff, pure cure of flesh and dead. <laughs> he's, an, he's a procurer of it, but he's not an owner of it anymore. <laughs> One in Nevada. Right. Well, people vote for parties. It's hard, out, it's hard out here for a dead pimp. So the person <laughs> who he beat. 
Does she and a live person? I assume. Yes, she's going to take a hard house. look at her electoral future. <laughs> yeah. What do you? What, do you go for a smaller county next time? Do you? Maybe a pimp who's been dead longer. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure what the pep talk to her from her camp would be. Yeah. Can she say to her crowd the way Beto did? Probably not. I'm so f-ing proud of you guys. You couldn't beat a dead pimp. Oh boy. You people are terrible I'm at your jobs. Pr- I'm not proud of you at all. <laughs> I just voted yesterday, writes Jeff, and I've always wondered why voters need to affiliate themselves with a party in order to vote and register. The only reason I can think of is for possible gerrymandering. Why can't I just show up and vote? Would like your take. Well, it, it varies state to state. I know you can decline to state uh, in in California. Well, am I right? The party in charge decides this sort of stuff. And, uh, and, yeah. and why would the party in charge ever decide to n- n- not make it so they get to stay in charge? Because they love their country. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> ben writes, you were mentioning that Gavin, wasn't, uh, Gavin Newsom wasn't campaigning very much. Sources say he was campaigning to the Mexico, Guatemalan, and southern immigrants and their families in the caravan. His slogan was, if you vote for me, all of your wildest dreams will come true. Vote for Pedro. Uh, let's see, VTIPS, vote to impeach Positive Sean. Where that shot came from and why at this moment, I have no idea. Bring it! Uh, let's Do you see. want to eat chimichangas every day? I don't. Hey, Jack and Joe, I was with a group of people the other day, writes Ben in Phoenix, and we were talking about the elections, a very civil discussion, even though we did not all agree. Oh, good for you guys. At the end of it, one person said, you know, in other countries, they require you to vote. She seemed to think it was a good thing. I don't want compulsory anything. Should be my prerogative if I want if I want to contribute to the process, but that you should have to, even if I have no knowledge of the issues or the candidates, ridiculous. Keep doing what you do. We will, Ben. Yeah, I don't think anybody's seriously taking. No, that was a terrible idea. Because then you'd have to keep track of who voted and who didn't, and there would have to be prosecution of those who didn't, and then it becomes not a right but a command. A number of people pointing out that GW didn't lose much in his first election after being president. That's an outlier because of 9-11, obviously. Mm. We were at war. He had like a 90% approval rating. Well, That's semi-obviously. It's a good reminder. It's a different sort of election. Yeah, indeed. I shouldn't have said obviously. Yeah, that was condescending and I cruel. Meant, I meant obviously. Condescending and cruel. I, start an investigation to Mr. Armstrong. I meant obviously because of 9-11 it was an outlier. Not obviously you should have realized that. Right, I see. Backtracking, backpedaling now, trying to cover his hiney. Skyler in Eagle Mountain, Utah. What a great name. He was got a new senator named Mitt Romney. Right? Uh, anyway, uh, uh, Skyler says, I'm fairly certain the first wall built to keep out invaders was done by the Chinese, so Trump can't do it because that would be cultural appropriation. Hilarious. <laughs> I did just get my social science degree from Trump University, and I thought it would enlighten you. <laughs> Skyler, you are one funny dude. Keep them coming. And then, finally, our freedom-hating quotes of the day. I usually begin mailbag with a freedom-loving quote of the day. These are your freedom-hating quotes of the day. Uh, Patrick in Santa Barbara. Alexander Fraser Tyler, frequently quoted on the Internet, a democracy cannot exist as a permanent form of government. It can only exist until the voters discover that they can vote themselves generous gifts from the public treasury. Democracy always collapses over loose fiscal policy, always followed by a dictatorship. Well, like most quotes on the internet, that has been liberally edited, but... I think it's true, though. 
Um, uh, I can talk more about that later. It's kind of a downer. I got into a downer text conversation with a friend last night about where we are headed, regardless of the votes last night. But. And I don't want to rush through James Madison from Federalist Paper Number 10, but it's absolutely worth repeating in a moment or two. Okay, cool. Plus, my prediction of the next two years. And I'm certain I'm right. Wow. Marshall's news on the way. Some more uh, speechifying from people on the Armstrong and Getty Show. I tuned into MSNBC last night, and there was James Carville with his, uh, well, he looks exactly like me, actually, with his bald head. And, um, uh, and a little he more was, skeletal. I always like his punditry, because when he's not actively trying to get somebody elected, he's a good pundit and just kind of calls it as, you know, as he sees it playing out. Sure. As a guy who's read this stuff Well, that's because years. the best, you know, political strategists are brutal realists. You have to be. Uh, but anyway, so I saw uh, Carville on MSNBC last night, and he said, I, I, I don't know what you all are going to call it, but this is not a wave. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and it's, it wasn't, it's not much of a wave for, you know. I, it's interesting. It's fired up. Could you get more fired up? Let's get fired up. We are fired up. You are fired up? Republicans add to their Senate the, the, the dominance. House goes Democrat. Barely. Gridlock. Descends upon the nation. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's get to the news now, Marsha Phillips. Well, a 2018 election is shaping up to be a historic year for midterm voter turnout, with many states recording levels of voter participation not seen for a non-presidential election in decades. Approximately 114 million votes were cast in the U.S. House races this year compared to 83 million in 2014. That's according to estimates by the New York Times. High watermark for a midterm turnout. So 114 million. Well, it's about percentage, wrong number. You can't yeah. compare over history because the population's been getting bigger. Right, right, right. Um, right. Uh, darn, Nonetheless, uh, that's an impressive turnout. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Democrats retaking the House, Republicans keeping their majority in the Senate, and they pre- uh, preserved a number of key governorships. While the Dems now are in charge of the House, President Trump wasted no time. He was tweeting this morning, if the Democrats think they're going to waste taxpayer money investigating us at the House level, then we will likewise be forced to consider investigating them for all of the leaks of classified information and much else at the Senate level. Two can play that game. Exclamation point. Well, that'll be exciting. Cable news will stay in business for another two years. Take a look at the uh, results of the win column for Republicans. Florida former Congressman Ron DeSantis defeated Democrat Andrew Gillum. Texas Barely. Texas Senator Ted Cruz is going to be going back to Washington. Barely. Yeah, uh, in both of those... all the money in the world was no match for the good people of Texas. The time for but the clowns and the all of those who worked on his campaign, all of those who were inspired, that I am your senator oh, as cares, well. Ted. God, like if, I'm a, if I'm a Democrat, I'm clicking my heels thinking we damn near won a Senate seat in Texas, yep. and a socialist almost became governor in Florida. I'm telling you, the country's going that direction. Uh-huh. If you're a progressive, if you're a socialist, if you want big government, just wait. It's coming your way. It didn't happen I last night. To want the, it now. It didn't happen as fast as you wanted last night, but it's coming. And Mitt Romney, who I briefly advised during his past presidential mm-hmm. run, is the projected winner of the seat currently held by longtime uh, Republican Senator Orrin Hatch. 
So Mitt is back in the ring. There, I, I've seen a couple of pundits say, because the, the Republicans were really hurt by the number of retirements. Record number right. of people retiring. And those freaking cowards, and almost all of these people are cowards, uh, they do whatever is in their own self-interest almost all the time, <laughs> whether mm-hmm. it's votes or staying in office. A lot of them thought, oh my God, Trump's elected, everybody hates him, we're going to get killed next time around, I'm going to get in the private sector. Right, I don't like the tone. And if they'd have hung around, they, in many cases, would have been just fine. Mm-hmm. But they were cowards and they jumped ship. Elsewhere, Georgia Democrat Stacey Abrams still is not conceding the governor's race to the Republican Secretary of State Brian Kemp. Kemp was leading by less than two percentage points early this morning with 99% of the precincts reporting. And she's hitting, well, there could be a runoff. But I want to say this. If I wasn't your first choice or if you made no choice at all, you're going to have a chance to do a do-over. I'm going to say something that Democrats will be gratified by. Old Kemp in Georgia was the Secretary of State, and he's in charge of voting and voting rolls and yep. that sort of thing. And he held on to his job. He didn't recuse himself uh, while he was running. So the guy in charge of elections was running for the highest office in that state. And I believe in uh, preventing voter fraud. I believe in trimming the voter rolls where it's appropriate. Dead people, people have moved, etc. You have to do that. It's important. But he was very, very aggressive on those programs to the point of you got to keep an eye on it to make sure nobody's rights are being abridged and i got to admit the situation smells a bit in georgia so we'll see there will be lawsuits filed how about duncan hunter who's almost certainly a crook in my mind uh, getting reelected he got reelected and old menendez democrat on the east coast who freaking is a crook oh yeah he got (laughs) reelected it's well clearly and i think this is perfectly reasonable people vote for parties they vote for policy they don't vote for he's so charming which you know for the longest time people portrayed as you know i'm not one party i vote for the person so you don't care about policy especially now where the policies are so divided. Look, you got Menendez. He's a crook and a creep. But you got his policies. You got Duncan Hunter. He'll probably get convicted and get booted out. So you'll get a different Republican. You get his policies. It's completely unsurprising to me. In California, Gavin Newsom beating John Cox in the governor's race. To those agents of anger determined to divide us instead of unite us, it's time to pack it up and for you to pack it in. I assume he's talking about Antifa. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> California's veering leftward. I It'll it. be interesting to watch. I love it when politicians talk about, you know, the agents of division. Uh, we're not for that. No, you're for, like all the other people are, everybody agreeing with you. Right. That's what you want. Yes. That's how you get rid of the division. Everybody has to come to your side. Sign of the times. A lot of voters going to the polls yesterday to cast their ballots wanted their I voted sticker. Well, turns out a lot of polling places didn't have any to begin with because they didn't want to spend the money. A lot of the people running the polls say we're not about to spend thousands of dollars in taxpayer money to distribute adhesive participation trophies. I think I'm fine with that. I don't really want any of my tax money spent on stickers. Probably. It's a charming tradition, but I don't know how necessary it is. But what is it? What well, thousands of dollars? How much does it cost to get a roll of like ten thousand? If the government's in charge, yeah, a lot. Oh, one, yeah, there one, you go. one precinct leader was saying something like twenty thousand oh, dollars. Come can't on, even be. you can buy enough stickers for the whole damned country for twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> that's the one quote I saw. So there you All go. Right, fine. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. <laughs> Here's your quote, James Madison, Federalist Paper Number 10. 
Democracies have ever been spectacles of turbulence and contention. Have ever been found, have never been found, oh, I'm sorry, have ever been found incompatible with personal security or the rights of property, and have in general been in short, as short in their lives as they've been violent in their deaths. In other words, democracies through history have been bad for personal rights and property rights and have had short, violent lives. It's a tough thing to do. For self-governance. For very long. Oh, yeah. We're setting records every day as a democracy and trying to see how long we can keep it going. In a companion piece from Brian, longtime friend of Armstrong and Getty, when I was filling out my California ballot, I pulled my kids over to show them how the system works. I totaled up the first four propositions and told them if I vote yes on these, they will be paying back the $16 billion until they are my age. Not surprisingly, they encouraged me to vote no. It was a fun exercise in civics for all. Well, not enough kids standing by their parents while voting. Or enough people understanding what the hell they're doing at all. Right. Um, We'll play more of Gavin's speech throughout the morning because he is going to leap onto the national stage starting today. This door's wide open now. It's going to happen whether you like it or not. He's about to become a national figure that is engaged with uh, tweet battles with the president on a probably a near da- daily basis. Yes! You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. This is just across breaking news. Jim Jordan, Republican firebrand from Ohio, always like the cut of his jib. He's officially announced his intention to run for the House Minority Leader challenging Kevin McCarthy of California. Ah. So it's on between those two. Kevin McCarthy's got the, um, you know, he's in line. He's organized the people and the money and the power. Right. Uh, Not a ter- terribly talented politician from the public point of view, but a big behind-the-scenes guy. Jordan's kind of the opposite. I don't think right. he's got any of those things lined up, but he is a he's a national voice. He is a, he is willing to say anything. Steve be, Scalise, widely reputed to be in, too. Could be quite the battle. Yeah. Uh, anyway, more on that later. And you've got a big prediction? Well, yeah, it's pretty easy to see where this is going. Uh, in terms you of... that after Gavin or before Gavin? Oh, yeah, let's have Gavin. Okay. So Gavin Newsom, who is the going to be the governor of California... Kind of interesting that a uh, a white male will replace eight years of white male who replaced eight years of white male in California. Yeah. I don't, I don't look at the world that way, but a lot of you do, particularly in blue states. So, whatever. Uh, but this is Gavin Newsom last night. Right here. One of you. Yeah. Uh, because you stood for courage. Courage <laughs> for a change. And... Now I can stand before you knowing I will have the incredible privilege of serving as your next governor. Oh, the courage it took to run as a Democrat in California and not even campaign. <laughs> the courage to vote for the most obvious choice. Oh, boy, that is beautiful. That you knew everybody, uh, you know, everybody around you agreed with. Right. I can. N- <laughs> Here, I got a bet for you. I bet. I don't even have to campaign, and I win by 20 points. I don't even have to put a statement in the voter's book. Right. <laughs> and I'll win by 20 points. But courage! Oh, boy. That's, that's a real to profile be out and courage. proud as a Gavin Newsom supporter. 
That is something. Yeah. On the other hand, his Twitter wars with Trump over the next couple of years are sure to be entertaining and, and jazzy, and Trump will love it as much as Gavin does, and both will gain from it, I would guess, uh, in terms of appealing to their bases. Probably. It's a great symbiotic relationship. So here's your prediction. Legislatively, over the next couple of years, there are definitely a couple areas where the Republican, the even more Republican Senate, and the newly somewhat Democratic uh, House of Representatives will cooperate. Infrastructure keeps coming up. You know, they just passed something on op- opioids. And there are a couple other things that, that they might be able to get together on. Uh, every Nobody wants to end protection for uh, pre-existing conditions and insurance. So uh, you might see some compromise on that. There's a chance of it anyway. Um, but mostly you're... Attention-grabbing headlines are going to come from some of the new House leadership who include such firebrands as Maxine Waters, who's the senior Democrat and the front-runner to become the chairwoman of the House Financial Services Committee. In what other institution other than government do you decide to go with whoever's been around the longest to be in charge of things? Right, right. So Maxine Waters, who is a... Halfwit and a firebrand and a and a, a loudmouth and, and a headline grabber that will be entertaining. House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence Adam Schiff of California, grandstanding hardcore partisan. That's going to be a big one. There's plenty of that on that uh, committee lately on both sides, which is really a perversion of the way that committee is supposed to and, act and why it's mostly been ignored. Right. Because both of the leaders have done such a terrible job of acting like they're above it all. Right. It's been more or less ignored. It's long been thought that that committee, uh, among all the committees, is the one that should be buttoned up, soft-spoken, and serious-minded. Well, that's been chucked under Nunez and Schiff, and Schiff is now in charge and has a belly full of vengeance. That was a good line, if only I hadn't stumbled over it. A belly full of vengeance. Uh, then you Maybe got- you should be in print. You got you ever to, think of that? You could write things out. You know ahead what? Time? I should and correct them. Hit the old uh, X button if I screw up and go yeah. back and rewrite it. Hmm. Vengeance? No, that's not right. And you back up. You back up and you he's write it a, correctly. He's got a Benny full of vengeance. <laughs> Mark my words <laughs> with a red pen. House Appropriations <laughs> Committee is probably going to be headed up by one Nita Lowy of New York, eighty-one years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but wait, there's more. There is more. Nobody really cares about that one. Um, uh, a couple of reasonable folks. Uh, Gerald Nadler, favorite to become the new chairman of the Judiciary Committee. Uh, limited power in the House, honestly. Uh, they've vowed to conduct aggressive oversight of Mr. Trump's relationship with the Justice Department, the FBI, and the Special Counsel's Office. Fair enough. And that's why Trump is fired back this morning. They, too, can play that game. The Senate will investigate you guys. And then we're then oh, great. And then the House Committee on Oversight and Government Reform. Those are the people who do the prosecuting and the persecuting and holding the hearings if they don't like what the administration is up to. Witness the Republicans uh, grilling Eric Holder, uh, Benghazi. um, uh, What was the gun running thing? Uh, Fast and Furious. Well, it's going to be headed up probably by Maryland's Elijah Cummings. With all due respect, the civil rights hero going on 60 years ago, 50, 60 years ago, who is now a way left, way old, 
uh, hardcore partisan. And his, uh, his tenure, like that of Maxine Waters, will be gasoline in the Trump 2020 engine. So where that goes, we shall see. Keeping in mind, Nancy Pelosi said last night, and I quote, we are not going after the Republicans the way they came after us. For those who want impeachment, that's not what our caucus is about. So she's not uh, she's not leading the impeachment charge anyway. Um, I'll tell you, will the, she be open war in open warfare with Elijah Cummings and Maxine Waters? The the story that has gotten lost over the last couple of weeks, couple of months, really, but certainly the last couple of weeks, the big event, the next big event is not the 2020 presidential election. It's when Robert Mueller announces I'm done. Here's my report. Mm -hmm. That's coming out at some point, and it could be very soon. As the Washington Post points out, we don't know that he didn't finish it a month ago, but because of the the way the FBI handles things, they waited till after the election. We could, in the next couple of weeks, get that, and who the hell knows what it could be anything. Right. So that that giant event is still to land. Well, I I remain uh, open to being surprised. I'm childlike in that way, but I would be really, 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 really surprised if they came up with anything significant about Trump and his people um, and didn't leak it. That would be astonishing in Washington, D.C. It'd be pretty impressive. I predict a big nothing with some really interesting revelations about Russian disinformation campaigns, which we should all pay attention to no matter which side of the aisle we sit on. Depends on how much he got into the Trump family businesses over the years. Right. How far did he go down that road? Right. That could be interesting. But even if Trump was laundering money for Russian oligarchs during the 90s, selling them, you know, inflated rate apartments and scratching each other's backs, will that move a single vote? One of our favorite guests, pundits, thinkers, Lonnie Chen, coming up in just a couple of minutes. Man, I can't wait to hear what he has to say about last night's election. Mm -hmm. That's coming up in seconds, or not seconds, minutes. On the Armstrong and Getty Show.